Online Crossroads fam, glad that you're with us. This is Kenny, and we welcome you to the podcast. Today is a Chronicles of Kenny. We didn't have uh, our Crossroads service last night. Uh, uh, today, uh, May the second, is National Day of Prayer, and so we were with a uh, combined service with our whole church family last night to have a time of prayer for. Uh, our nation and many things that are going on in the world. And so uh, today is just going to be one of those times that I just talk for a little bit. So thank you for being here. Hope maybe something that's said here might spark some thoughts to your brain. Uh, there are so many things going on in the world, but there's something in particular that just struck my mind this morning, I guess. Uh, like many of you, I get up every morning and I tune into social media to see what I'm supposed to be mad about or to see what I'm supposed to hate for the day. And I say that jokingly because that's people's platform to rant. Uh, no one wants to do it face to face, but they'll hide behind a computer and say all kind of things. So I thought, well, why not? I'll just do it again. And so I got on this morning and I was reading someone's post and uh, there was a a music awards program last night and they were commenting on it and they were just all upset as my mother would say they were bent out of shape because there was a, a contemporary christian artist and i i'm i'm almost positive they said it was lauren daigle and she had sung something and then shortly after that cardi b a contemporary artist was on there and they said they had someone that was singing about god and then uh that that cardi b gets up there and takes the lord's name in vain and they were very upset about it. Now, I want to say I, I there's no justification for taking God's name in vain. I think it's really immature and uh, shows your ignorance if you can't say things without using profanity. Um, I, I I don't know. It just that's one of those things that bothers me. And, and I hear so many contemporary artists and I, I love their voices and I love the music that they create but then I hear the message behind it and I'm like man that is such garbage and what I've come to find out is that slowly but surely I am becoming my father now in saying that that's something that years ago I would have probably smacked you in the face had you said that to me uh, just because I'm I was that typical kid I'm not going to be like my dad but I find that more and more I'm becoming like him as a youth pastor, I try my best to stay in tune with what's going on in the world today. And uh, I had the privilege and I've had the privilege for the last couple of years to be the chaplain of the football team. And before football games, when you're in the stadium and the, the team's warming up, there's, there's usually some music being played. And uh, just some of the songs that were played, there were literally more beeps in a song than there were words at times, it seemed like. Um, and... That was one of these things, one of these reasons that, that this has come to mind is is the the people listening to the edited versions of songs and being cool with it. And I would love to say this is something that's just started, but I know as well as all of you listening that from the time your parents were kids, uh, people have hated the kind of music young people listen to, whether it's the message behind it or the music behind it. Uh, there were people that protested the first songs written, the first hymnals that were produced because some of the hymns were written written um, from the music of, uh, what was it, Irish pubs. So like some of the songs that were written were at some point drinking songs, the, the music behind it, and then they put different words to it. So anyway, I hope that makes sense what I was trying to say. In my mind, it really makes sense. But I can remember when I was a kid, the music that I would listen to, and my father and my mother both would just be like, I can't believe you listen to that garbage. And they would 
not be upset, but they would just say, hey, turn that crap off. And I can remember, so my father played in a band with this guy named Roy Clark, who recently passed away a couple of months ago, I guess. But Roy Clark is a famous country musician. And my father knew who he was, played in a band with him in Washington, D.C. when he was working up there. And when both of them were working up there. And so I grew up watching this show called Hee Haw. And my father thought it was a great show. Uh, now, <laughs> it's funny, the music that we can accept and the music that we don't accept. Because looking back, you know, if I were listening to the lyrics of some of the songs that were being sung, they're not appropriate. I mean, and oh gosh, there's you, a good old church boy word. That's not appropriate. It doesn't have a good message. And in saying that, you know, uh, was sitting at this thing that our high school does. Chilton County High School does this thing called Blast from the Past. And some of the songs that are sung throughout the years, you listen to the words and you go, <laughs> I know what that's talking about. Um, but when I was in school, uh, when I was young, there was a rap group. And I, I don't condone the music that I listened to in high school, but there was a rap group that was famous for their filthy lyrics. And it was all sexual innuendos, not innuendos. They just came out and talked about sex. And it was it was graphic. And I can remember as a teenager going, well, what's the big deal? It's just a song. It doesn't mean anything. And then we would try to justify listening to that music by saying, well, I like the beat because everybody had big subwoofers in their vehicles and the, the thumping bass, you know, and that's what you would say. And um, I can remember you could go to a Walmart and you could purchase the music of this group but it was an edited version. This was the group that started uh, having to have parental labels on music, the adult lyrics, you know, and there, there are stickers that warn you if you're under 18, you can't purchase this. And I remember, you know, if you, if you knew the right people, you could get the unedited version. And it, it was so dumb, I guess. I don't know. It was, it was teenage culture. And so I, I came home with an album one time. Yep, I'm that old. But one of my friends let me borrow her album, and it was a Prince album. It was the 1999 album was the title of the album. And uh, the cover of the album was horrible. It had some very bad stuff on the cover. And the music, um, you know, I liked the music. Uh, I liked Prince. I've always liked Prince. But the message in the song was horrible. And I can remember my parents getting... Um, bent out of shape, you know, or whatever, upset about it and just tell me, you're not going to listen to that garbage in my house. And I can remember thinking, what's the big deal? It's just a song. Um, now, we live in a culture where so many things have been accepted till the language in songs today is horrible. Uh, a while back, a year or so ago, I did a wedding for a couple, two of my friends, and uh, they got married, and he uh, works in audio sound, um, audio sound, car sound, auto sound. Yeah. He, he, he is, um, a market marketing guy for a, a big speaker company. And so he has all these deals that he gets on music on, um, woofers and, you know, just different, um, sound things. And so he ended up giving me an amplifier and a subwoofer and I put it in my Jeep, and I'm still, in my mind, I know I'm old. In my heart, I know I'm old. In my body, I feel that I'm old, but I still love a good bass. Just that thumping bass that just rattles the feelings out of your teeth. I still love that. And so I started going through and listening to different songs, and I really liked it. 
And then I would notice that there were moments that the song would go quiet. You know, the bass and all still there, but the lyrics would stop. And I was like, oh, there must be a curse, curse word, curse word, must be a cuss word in that. And I just went on about my business. But I was watching some kids listening to the same song. And when it got to that part that stopped, they were saying the word. And it took me back to when I was a teenager. And we would justify listening to the music and go, oh, but it's an edited version. Uh, the lyrics aren't there. So, you know, it's not bad. But you know exactly what they're saying. So I come fast forward 30 something years. And now a lot of the stations on satellite radio, they don't even bleep out the, the profanity. And I was they changed the programming on Sirius Radio, and I was listening to it the other day, and it was one of these songs that I've been listening to for close to a year now. And there's this girl singing, and I can't think of her name right now. And it's probably better I don't know it because, you know, we don't need... Anyway, I listened to that song, and I had no idea that there was a part in the song where she dropped an F-bomb. And when I heard it, I just looked at the radio like it was going to go, yep, I just said that. I don't know. I just looked at the radio. And then later I found it on a different station. When it got to that part, I was listening, and sure enough, there was a, a part where it stopped. And I, I had no idea. But now, because I know what it said, when I hear the edited version of it, I'm just, I can't believe they're playing this. And I'm slowly turning into my father because I listen to the music that today's young person listens to, whether it's rap music, whether it's metal, whether it's country, you know, the majority of music that's being listened to by today's teenage world. Uh, the message in it is horrible. Um, and there's not a right or wrong way to say some of the things that are being said on the radio. There's not an accepted way to say it. It's just horrible language. But one of the things I'm finding is more and more people will just go, well, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a song. And that that's shocking to me. Um, we talked about with our students a while back, if if someone says, and this is an example, says, oh, my God, that's taking the Lord's name in vain. And when I hear that, I always am just like, oh, man, you don't need to do that. But then to hear someone use profanity while they're taking God's name in vain, that's another thing that just, to me that that takes it to a different level. And I just can't believe that. And I am still of that old-fashioned group of people that um, there are certain things that guys do that I don't like, but when women do these things, it just really bothers me. And to hear a woman use profanity, or as we say here in Chilton County, to hear a woman cuss, that just disturbs me. I, to me, there is nothing other than smoking Nothing more unladylike than to hear a trash mouth coming from a woman. And again, it doesn't make it right for a guy to do it, but when I hear a woman do it, it just really bothers me. We were in New York a couple of months ago, and we had stopped into a coffee shop, my wife and my son and my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, and we were standing there, and there was this, this uh, lady standing there, and she had pink hair, hot pink hair, and it was braided real tight. But she was so pretty, just a beautiful, beautiful young woman. And she was tiny. I mean, she was so small because I walked beside her and she almost came up to my shoulder. And I'm, I'm like right at six feet tall. I'm not that tall. And I can remember just looking at her thinking, you know, I bet she's a celebrity because I always every time I've gone to New York, I want to see a celebrity. I don't know why. I just think it'd be cool to just run into a celebrity. Maybe they'd give me some money if I was, hey, I'm Kenny. Uh, probably not, but it'd be worth anyway. When I saw her, um, I 
I guess I was creeping, you know, I'm just, I'm sitting there looking at her, trying to figure out, you know, who is this person? And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, you know, she's a celebrity. I'm almost positive of that. Uh, there was a guy with her that had some, some gear and it looked like recording equipment, but there was also a, a family with her, a young family. And there were two little children and she was oohing and on over the kids and talking to the kids. And it was just beautiful conversation this group of people were having. And as they were walking out, I heard um, the man of the family say, oh, I really love this song. And she said, yeah, that was my favorite song until I recorded such and such. And I kind of remembered the names of the song. And so I went back and I started looking and I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure it was Cardi B. Now, I, I typed in Cardi B the other day just to listen to some of the music she did and the message in her music the things that she would say it shocked me and the thing that that bothers me so much is I watched her with a group of people and that really wasn't who she was and I've come to realize that there are a lot of things that people do uh, that's not necessarily who they are because it's going to generate revenue for them. It's going to make them big bucks, as we see in you know in the entertainment field today. Um, it's going to elevate them socially because people want to accept um, bad behavior more than they want to accept good behavior today. It seems like, and and just watching that, it just it it struck my brain like you know why do we feel that we have to do things that we know aren't necessarily right. Why do we want to push the limits of what's decent just so we can garner more attention for ourselves? And that's what it boils down to. We want people to pay attention to us. And in the music that we listen to, um, again, it's, it's surprising to me. I was talking with some of my students several years ago. I had a group of guys that we'd get together and meet, and we would go through Bible studies and uh, special devotions and things. And so just about every week, we'd talk about movies. And I had some guys that were movie aficionados. They they study movies, you know, and they're, they're the ones that if you watch this movie and then watch the next movie, they'd go, oh, did you see he had a smudge in this movie? And when it came to the second movie, it was the same type scene, and he didn't have this smudge. That's those kind of people. And so they they would, those are, they would, um, dissect these films and they were talking about a movie and I was like man I'd love to go watch that but I want to see it with Barrett but I know there's some bad language in it and one of the guys looked at him and said yeah but it's just language and I said it's just language he went yeah it doesn't really mean anything and I said well actually it does and he just looked at me kind of puzzled and I started thinking but you know when I was a teenager in my mind it was just language And I guess kind of where this is all coming from is I'm watching our world accept things that were considered to be wrong years ago. In the 50s, Gone with the Wind came out. And Gone with the Wind, you know, famous movie about Civil War and so many other things and the love story between Scarlet and Rhett and all this. But the thing that brought it more notoriety than anything else was the fact that it had it was the first movie to have profanity in it. And I can remember my mother and father talking about that. They said, oh, when that movie came out, you would have thought the world was going to end because they used about they as we would say around here, they had a dirty word in the movie. And today, that dirty word that was used in that movie is just in everyday conversation on television. There was a time when at nine o'clock, they would have things that were considered racy or not appropriate for young ears. And now, anytime during the day, you can turn on something. 
uh, that's going to have horrible language in it. We had a free HBO weekend. And again, you know, you can control what's in your house. But we had a free HBO weekend and I was off one day. And so I said, well, let me just spin around and watch some of the stuff. And the, the Game of Thrones, I've never seen an episode of it, but... I thought, well, why not? Let me just see what this is about. And so I turned it on. And of course, you know, I don't know what season it was in. I have no idea what episode it was in. Uh, but there was such horrible language in it. And it was 10 o'clock in the morning. And in my mind, I'm going, you know, what if what if there's a kid home and this is what they're listening to? We as society have accepted these things because, you know, I, I, I don't know why. It generates people money, I guess, but why do we all of a sudden just turn a blind eye to the things that used to be offensive years ago? Um, and again, that makes me feel like I'm turning into my father because by no means am I sitting on a corner with a bunch of older men going, you young whippersnappers. Um, but I do find myself looking at things differently now. I got a 13-year-old and he and I are cruising, hanging out, everything's great, everything's wonderful, and I've got music blasting in my Jeep, and it was a song that I grew up listening to, and it got to a certain part of the song, and I'm just singing along with it, and then I realized in my mind what was about to come out of my mouth in a couple of couple of bars, a couple of beats, and so as it started getting to that part, I changed the station. He just looked at me, I said, Dad, I got tired of hearing that song. But what it was, because I knew what I was, what was about to be said, and I was like, that's not appropriate for my son to listen to. And it's easy for us to go, well, if it's not appropriate for your son to listen to, then you shouldn't be listening to it. And you're right about that. Or I'm right about that. Or someone's right about that. At the same time, um, I've, I've got to help my son understand right from wrong. And it's funny because in our house, there are certain television shows that we, we genuinely enjoy as a family. Um, and he is just now getting aged where we we allow him to watch some of the things that we used to wouldn't let him watch. Our favorite show, my wife and I, We've got two shows that we really enjoy. NCIS, <clears throat> excuse me, is probably one of my favorite shows. And then um, Blue Bloods. And we're, we're kind of drawn to Blue Bloods because we've, we've grown to love uh, Bay Ridge and Brooklyn. And that show takes place in that area. Uh, and NCIS is just a show we've always enjoyed watching. But there's always foul language in it. And when it when it hits one of those words, my son will turn around and look at my mom uh, and my mom and my wife and go language. And she go, I know it's not right. And one of the things that we talked to him about before we went into New York City for the first time before we went into Manhattan is like, son, you're going to see things. You're going to hear things that aren't appropriate. Uh, you need to make sure that you're aware that certain things just aren't appropriate. And he was like, yes, sir, I understand. But then when we we're back home. It's the same thing. There are things that are said and things that are done that are not appropriate. And my, my fear is, in working with teenagers, I do the best I can to, number one, give them God, but also give them life lessons. And at some point, these teenagers are going to turn into parents. And the things that we accept now as teenagers, when our kids are teenagers, what's going to be the norm? What's going to be acceptable? Uh, being a chaplain, one of the things I spoke to the football team about the other day uh, was um, 
things that I'm trying to teach my son. I'm trying to teach my son how to drive a stick shift. Uh, I taught him how to repair a water line on a refrigerator the other day. And I told him, I said, at some point I'm going to be gone and you've got to know how to do these things. But another thing that I'm doing the best I can is to make sure he understands right from wrong, things that are acceptable and things that are not acceptable. And music is one of those things that I think is a very easy way for us to get in the mindset of it's okay. And what does all this mean? I have no idea other than I'm just disturbed by people. And when I say people, I guess I'm part of this scenario because I watch movies. I listen to music. There are things that I accept that aren't necessarily right. And we watered down morality so much now until anything's acceptable. I had a college student in my office the other day, and we were talking about different things, and, and they made the statement. They said, you know, I see things so much differently now. And in listening to them, you know, it's not that they changed their views on what they believe is sin. They made the comment. They said, I have several people in my uh, Greek group of people that I hang out with, you know, fraternity, sorority stuff. Um, I have people in there that are homosexuals. And they said, you know, I I look at that so much differently now. And when they were telling me this, I, I was thinking, oh my goodness, where are you going with this? And they said, I could never support how they act as far as their thoughts towards homosexuality. I cannot support that. I don't agree with it. But as a person... I can't just throw them away because that's not what God has told us to do. And I feel very strongly about that. One of the things I've always thought would be so cool is to run into one of these artists that has tremendous talent, yet they use it to sell themselves to the world and just, you know, dig into their mind. And I know I'll never get this opportunity, but just to, to be able to sit down with them and go, you know, you are so talented. Why do you feel the need to put in the profanity? And one of the things that is shocking to me is there are contemporary Christian artists that have songs with profanity in it now. Um, there was a guy at a conference last year, and one of his songs, he has a swear word in it. And that's something that was unheard of. And I still hadn't got, I hadn't had the opportunity to speak to the people of the conference and go, y'all got a lot of negative comments about that. But then I was listening to a praise and worship team and it was a, a, prof, a profane word, a dirty word in their song. And I'm just like, why? Why is this something that we feel we need to do? And I've grown so tired of hearing people say, well, it's just the culture that we're in. The rap music, people will say, yeah, but you got to understand the people that they're reaching. Okay, so in any kind of music, secular, uh, Christian, faith-based music, whatever you want to call it, country music, the, the target audience that you're reaching, why are you reaching them, reaching them by what is their norm? Why don't we challenge that? One of, one of the things that I, I absolutely love about an artist named Toby Mack, I've watched him since he first started with a group called DC, DC Talk. And have just followed him for years. And one of the things that I love is he, he doesn't compromise. He doesn't compromise. His music is some of the best music. It's the best concert you could ever see. But you, you don't hear profanity. You don't hear off-color things in conversations or interviews that you see. Uh, people that are around him, they don't, they don't act like the world. 
they act the way Christ has shown us to act. And that's kind of what's going on in my mind. You know, what would it take for us to look at the world and the things that all of our friends say, okay, and just say, you know what, that's not okay. It's not okay for us to do this and we're not going to do this. Um, I don't know. I've just got a lot of stuff going on in my brain. And as I'm sitting here talking, my wrist is going off. Somebody sent me a text with pictures for something. I have no idea what it is. I've just got so much in my brain. And this is just a way for me to kind of get some of it out. You've probably listened to this. If you didn't turn it off in the first couple of minutes, you're probably wondering, why am I still listening to this? I hope if you're driving, you're not parked against a tree where I've made you fall asleep and you've had an accident. Uh, But from time to time, I just want to get on here and just get some stuff off my chest. And that's what I wanted to do today. Um, In in driving today, I had about a 45-minute drive somewhere. And I started listening to some music and I started thinking, you know, how many times is in this drive am I going to have songs that are edited because of the language? And there was probably one song that whole trip that wasn't edited. And it was everything from rap music to pop music. Why, why did we lower our standards as Christians? Why did we lower our standards as society? Why is things that are that we accept today that weren't acceptable 10 years ago. Why is it okay now? And I think we've lost sight of what's important. We've sold ourselves to society because there's been a group of people that because of their demand for things that aren't quality, things that aren't ethically good. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Things that are off color things that are you know do you know what i'm trying to say and you can't respond to me uh, other than if you send me an email which would be cool um <coughs> excuse me but today we accept things that were not acceptable years ago and just as i look at the church of today and go what's it going to be in 10 years i look at society and think what's it going to be in 10 years to watch former students make posts about abortion and say i can't believe i live in the state where they still say it's illegal to have abortion uh, to to have people say that that's the answer. And it just, I'm so disturbed. And I, I want to see a change. So hopefully we can start giving people a reason, showing them what's right, and giving them a desire, making God more attractive than the world. It's a Kenny Chronicle. Every, every so often this is just going to happen. So thank you for being in tune with us today. Hope maybe something uh, I said sparked some interest in you. Uh, maybe not. Maybe send me an email on your thoughts on that. Kenny.Martin at WEBCOnline.org. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on today's entertainment industry. That's a good thing. Uh, are you becoming like your parents and going, I can't believe they listen to this garbage? Or are you totally fine with anything that comes across? Just curious. Man, have a great day. Uh, My prayer as always is that something said will stir your mind towards God. And I hope that you'll come back and join us again next week. We will start our series on uh, the 23rd Psalm. Very excited about that. The Lord is my shepherd. And next week we'll start with thee. So thanks again for being a part of Crossroads. And talk to you soon.